We are back once again, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let's get the ball rolling. We're back once again today in the studio. Hey, it's me, Tyler Fessler, uh, your host of Get the Ball Rolling. Today, we were going to be talking with uh, Mrs. Michelle Gardner. Uh, from AZ Central, uh, from Tempe. We're talking about Tempe. Uh, Tempe is where the Arizona State Sun Devils play. Um, just a little bit uh, there. I've actually been to Tempe. I've been around the city. I've I actually stayed there for uh, three or four days. Beautiful town. Uh, maybe even more beautiful campus. I have uh, been on a lot of college campuses. And I have seen a lot of different things within those campuses. And Tempe, Arizona State, probably has one of the best. I think UCLA's is beautiful, but, man, there's nothing compared to Arizona State. They are, I mean, the this, the, the student population is huge. Uh, top ten in the country. There's a ton of people. Always a lot going on. The stadium is amazing. Uh, it. I, I, I mean, I, I was, like, taken back by it. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is, where am I at? Like, this is insane. This is crazy. Uh, mainly because, I mean, here in Utah, Utah State's a really small stadium. Rice-Eccles is a little stadium to you. Uh, Lavelle Edwards is big. Uh, not going to take anything away from the why. That is one thing that they got going for them. And, but I was just astonished. I was, like, it was amazing. Uh at just the stadium, the overall feel, the, the 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 desert landscaping that they did. Anyway, there we go. Uh, that's kind of my soapbox with uh, Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State, I think this is a big <laughs> a question mark that I still have. Uh, this last year played very well, out, exceeded expectations on my side. I think on a lot of people in the media, people uh, kind of thought. Like what? Herm Edwards is going to be coaching. He's a he's an analyst. He's a he's like a sports guy. He's he's there and on ESPN. We see him talk about NFL. He he was at the Chiefs. He was at the Jets. Uh, is this guy for real? Like are, are we? Like what are we doing here? Right. Uh, really interesting. And I've I've known Herm Edwards from Kansas City. I don't remember him when he was at the Jets. Uh, my dad is a huge Chiefs fan, and so. Uh, I remember Herm and him talking about Herm, uh, him yelling at Herm at the TV, right? We, we all do that, yell at the coaches because apparently we know more. But I uh, really, really uh, followed him for a while, liked him on as an analyst, on, but he's decided to take on another coaching. He brought on Marvin Lewis, which is an incredible move. Uh, one thing that I will say about Arizona State and Herm and now with Marvin, these guys are NFL guys. They've definitely been in and around football. They've been on a different level of football. Uh, so I think going down to the – sometimes going down to college, we see it being beneficial, uh, i.e. Nick Saban. Nick Saban did not do really anything when he was there in, in Miami, uh, not anything really impressive uh, for the Finns. But now, I mean, look at him now. He's at Alabama. Now Alabama, yeah, they had a few rough years before him, but Alabama is storied program, super big, uh, kind of, kind of a pretty big uh, name if you if you want to go go with that. But anyway, uh, 
Again, they uh, impressed me this last year. Uh, <laughs> just everything about it. Like, I'm laughing, but, like, I was just taken aback by it. Uh, Arizona State was, I mean, we had a lot of coaching turnover in the Pac-12 South. I mean, uh, uh, outside of Utah, uh, USC, we had Herm Edwards second is in his second year. Chip Kelly is in his second year. Kevin Sumlin's in his second year. Uh, we had Mike, or er, yeah, Mike McIntyre at Colorado, but now, you know, he's gone, so now we have a first-year coach at Colorado. Um, uh, so there was a lot of, like, turnover. Uh, and then even if you want to go on to the other side of the call, you know, Mario Cristobal out of, uh, he's now in his second year. It was his first year last year. Uh, we have like a lot of coach turnover. And then obviously Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. We had a lot of coach turnover in the Pac-12. Uh, and so there were a lot of question marks. And to the, like right now, I am still left with question marks with, with Herm Edwards, Chip Kelly, Kevin Sumlin. I, I still have a lot of question marks. Herm Edwards feels like more of a good thing than a bad thing. Um, mainly because he he did he exceeded expectations. Obviously, the the latter Chip Kelly and Kevin Sumlin both had losing records this last year. Uh, stepping into everything uh, after pretty good coaches. I mean, Rich Rod he's no schmuck. He's a pretty good uh, coach, and he's not. It's not like he doesn't know football. And uh, Jim Mora uh, he also knew football. And just couldn't get it done. Obviously at U- UCLA. So. Uh, you know, I, Rich Rod, he had his history there at Arizona. He was successful at Arizona. So to see Kevin someone, I mean, he was successful at Houston A&M. So for him to step in, uh, really interesting and just a lot of dynamics here. Now Arizona State, we're going to focus on them. Again, I had them at, I believe it was four wins last year. They got to seven. Uh, yes, they lost to Fresno State in the, in the bowl game, but that, I think that's kind of a besides the point. Uh kind of topic but really interested to to see how Tempe is getting ready for this upcoming year how I see this team getting ready kind of uh I'm just going to kind of dissect it unpack it so uh Mrs. Michelle Gardner will be coming on the show and after this ad we'll call her in and we will have her talk to us so stay tuned Okay, get the ball rolling. We are here today with Michelle Gardner from the Arizona Republic talking about Arizona State football in this upcoming season. So, how Michelle, how long have you been covering the Sun Devils? I'm relatively new. I only got here in September, so I jumped in about four games into last season. So, I'm still a relative newbie. Uh, okay, so stepping in last season, I got to ask, a lot of people were talking about Herm Edwards and, you know, if it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a crazy hire and stuff like that for, uh, for Arizona State. What was the feeling in and around Tempe and the football organization after they hired uh, Coach Edwards? raised eyebrows, people going, what, who? So that was the immediate uh, kind of, that was the immediate reaction to most people here. But then, of course, they start up to win their first two games, including the Michigan State game where they won on the last play of the game, and Michigan State was ranked at the time. So I think getting off to a 2-0 start and winning those first two games, people kind of started to discuss what their thought was out of the box. 
Okay. Awesome. And uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, you covered them last year. What were your thoughts coming out of the 18 season, going into 19? Where do you think this team will be, will look like week one against Kent State? I think a lot of it is going to depend on the quarterback situation. If you look across the Pac-12, almost every team in the Pac-12 has a returning quarterback. So ASU is one of the few teams that literally has a quarterback battle, a four-way quarterback battle, really, going into camp. So they've got a lot of returning starters on both sides of the ball. Their defense started as many as six freshmen last year. So if you look at what they've got coming back, skill positions – I think they've got a good core of talent coming back, and obviously the $64,000 question is what do they do at quarterback? If they can find a good solution to quarterback and that person comes in and, and holds the fort, I think they could contend. Okay. Yeah, that was actually my next question. You, you mentioned four people. Who are the names that are be, being thrown around for potential quarterback against uh, week one? Well, there are three true freshmen and one – the backup last year to Manny Wilkins, Dylan Sterling Cole, who will be a junior, he's the only returning guy out of this group. And then the other three guys are all true freshmen. And we, what they've got, quarterback class, to bring in three true freshmen position is almost unheard of to bring in that many in one class. So to most of media that gathered at all the spring practices, it, it looked awesome. Like Dylan Sterling Cole, the backup last year, and then Jaden Daniels, Daniels, Utah, kind of wanted him too, uh, but he chose to go to ASU. And he adds a dynamic that the other quarterbacks don't. He's more mobile. He can extend plays. He can can roll. Yeah, a different dynamic what the other three bring. Okay. And... Okay, so so there we go with the quarterback situation. And for for I guess the the media for ASU, what are the expectations in two thousand and nineteen? Again, it all comes down quarterback because they've got enough talent at the other positions that they can compete. It, but it all comes down to the quarterback, and you're putting a lot on a true freshman in a major conference when you're asking him to carry the offense. So I think everybody's guardedly optimistic. This team has potential. Uh, they've got a good running back in Eno Benjamin. Uh, they lost to Keel Harry as a receiver, but they've got other guys that can probably fill in and shoulder the load there. It's all come down to the We all tend to think that he might be Dylan Sterling. Just because he's been in the program longer, he kind of waited his turn. Um, so he did up, and then if, if they're going to go just to give him the right to do that since he's been in the program. Okay, awesome. And you, we talked a little bit. You you mentioned Anno Benjamin. Uh, what what do you think for the this season? What kind of a season are we looking at for him? Um, I mean, for me, he's on my he's he's on my like Heisman kind of down the list a little bit, but what what are what are the expectations for, for him? Well, when you look at what he did last year, I think he surpassed people's expectations last year because I mean, he only had a few 
full of carries and nobody really knew what to expect out of him. So what he did last year probably exceeded what most people thought. He's really worked hard during the offseason at route running and pass catching. So they're looking at adding that dynamic to his something like thousand yards after content cluster just insane to me has great ability to break tackles keep his balance and keep going so if you can get him in the open field where he's catching the ball and he's got a head of steam when he catches the ball he could be pretty dangerous there so uh, you know in talking to the coaches too they think that he's going to play at the next level that is a dynamic they want to add to his game so they're really working on that with him and, and thinking that he can be a weapon that's there as well Awesome. Okay, Vegas released their odds, Arizona State, with seven and a half wins. Uh, do you agree, disagree, and what is your final prediction for the for Spark, oh, Arizona State going forward? That's probably about right. Maybe on the high side they get eight or nine. Uh, last year, if you look at down their schedule, every single game was pretty much a barn burner. Um, I want to say it was eight games decided by a touchdown or less. And out of their six losses, only one, and that was the bowl game, was decided by more than a touchdown. So out of their six losses were by a touchdown or less. So they were in every game with that young team, with a first-year coaching staff. So I think that's where the optimism comes to, that they probably exceeded expectations last year. But I think 7-8 is about right um, because I think a lot of the teams in the Pac-12 are going to be improved year. So but you can't expect USC to be as bad as they were last year. You can't expect UCLA to be as bad as they were last year. Um, so I think that 7-8 um, wins is about right. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I look forward to, to talking to you during the season as, as the season unfolds. And uh, go Sun Devils. Cheer them loud for, for me down there, and we'll be cheering up there, uh, up here in Utah for them. Well, I'll be up there when they come to Utah. So. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. Okay. Okay, have a nice day. Bye. All right, that was Mrs. Michelle Gardner. I hope you guys were able to hear that again. We've been experiencing a lot of weather down here where I'm at, and uh, just due to where the cell towers are located in in my town, and uh, kind of the service has been in and out, I was actually able to talk to her a little bit more. And so really kind of an interesting interview, and it makes me – after that interview, it makes me a lot more hopeful than what I had originally had thought. Uh, so we'll, we'll unpack it a little bit. Uh, they came off. I mean, Todd Graham was a great coach. Okay, good coach. He got to two 10-win seasons. And, uh, you know, 16, 5 wins, 17, he got 7 wins. He was let go. Herm steps up. A lot of people scratching their head. Herm is did well for his first year. I mean, he, he ended up losing Oregon. If he doesn't lose, you know, he did lose to Stanford and Colorado, but if he doesn't lose to Oregon, uh, you know, they go to the Pac-12 championship game. I mean, Utah does not. Uh, they actually beat Utah last year. Kind of a, I mean, they beat Utah. Their quarterback did go down in that game, and they did have a, a freshman have to step up in that, in that. But they were definitely playing a lot better. Uh, Arizona State usually plays Utah pretty tough. So uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about this year, and – I think 
they definitely went hard on their schedule this year, but they get lucky in a few ways. They do not play Washington, uh, and they do not play Stanford. So they do get Oregon, and Oregon is predicted uh, preseason to come out of the north. Uh, them or Washington, a lot of people I'm talking to have the Ducks coming out and the Utes, but Arizona really close by, Arizona State really close behind the Utes and the University of Utah. So I think Arizona State, uh, they do play a little bit, I believe, a little bit easier uh, of a – got a little bit easier road. They did beat Michigan State this last year, and this year they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to go uh, to East Lansing. I think Michigan State is a lot more experienced this year. I think they're going to be out – got a little bit of bad taste in their mouth from this last year. But Arizona State has proven that they can beat them. Uh, but then they get a lot of – they have a lot of teams that had losing records. They had Kent State had a losing record. Sacramento State had a losing record. Colorado had a losing record. UCLA did. Oregon State did. Arizona did. So – and and they had and they had a winning record. I think Eno Benjamin is a, is a really good talent. I think we're going to be talking about him – I. I don't know where he's on Arizona State. I mean, if this team really starts pumping and they're getting, we're looking that they get ten wins. I mean, he could be talked about for the Heisman. But this guy, he's he's a, a legit talent. And he's going to be the playmaker. I think he'll be the difference in games, whether they win or lose. But and uh, you look at it. So out of preseason, obviously the the, the ideal would be three and zero. I think uh, the going to East Lansing will be tough. Then you have Colorado coming out that's at home. And then you play at Cal, which I think, you know, you're looking at it. So if they get the win there, they're coming out, you know, 5-0, and maybe 4-1, and getting really into Pac-12 play. They play Washington State home. So that that's a bonus. Uh, Washington State will be good this next year. Uh, but they do get them at home, and Washington State's coming off by. They're coming off a bye, so be kind of an interesting matchup there. They do have to go on the road to Salt Lake, which will be tough. Now, the last time they were in Salt Lake, they did win, however, in 2017. But, uh, you know, the Muss, uh, the Utes, uh, everyone talking about them, I think that's going to be a really, really hard game. Probably the, the hardest game that they had played so far. And uh, then they play at UCLA. Uh, and then they have another bye, and they're playing USC, uh, Oregon State, Oregon, Arizona. So I I agree with uh, Mrs. Gardner. I think that uh, they're sitting about seven and a half, seven wins, uh, maybe eight wins if they can uh, get one of the wins that I feel like they, you know, one of the they'll get a win where I feel like they might have they might lose, but. I think the first half of the year is going to be really good. It's going to be pretty much from Washington State. I mean, yeah, you get lucky by playing UCLA uh, right after Utah and Utah oh, and Washington State, and then you got to play USC. I think USC is going to be tough, uh, and now there's a lot of question marks around that program as well. The, the Pac-12 South will take. I think it will take two or three years to kind of unravel. Obviously. Uh, Clay Helton at, at USC, you know, what's his deal? Is he going to stay there? Is you, what's going to happen with USC? Uh, and then you have, you know, UCLA. What will happen with Chip? What will happen with Kevin Sumlin? Is Utah going to be this powerhouse that we think they are? Kind of interesting. And I think Arizona State, what where they do well is where they're just going to fit in. Uh, I think Herm Edwards is looking at it. I have Arizona State uh, tied for the second best team in the South behind the University of Utah. 
and actually tied with their in-state rivals, Arizona. Uh, I honestly think they'll be, uh, it will be duking it out in the last game of the season, like always. They went in, they beat, they beat Arizona the last two years, uh, and they lost them in 16, but they beat them in, in 15. And uh, they lost them in fourteen, so they've definitely out of the last five years they have a you know they're three and two, so they get another one. Obviously, you want to beat your in-state rival for recruiting purposes, all that kind of fun stuff. But uh, I have them tied with Arizona uh, about that seven-win mark. So again, uh, it will. I guess it depends. I think the biggest uh, question mark is obviously the quarterback play. Uh, they're talking about this Jaden Daniels guy, uh, the freshman. Has this really smart guy, really good talent, but uh, freshmen, they're going to make mistakes. Even if they are super mature, they will make mistakes. It will take a couple years to kind of develop them. They do have a, I believe, a junior, uh, Dylan Sterling Cole, who might be able to help him out a little bit. Let me check that. Yeah, he is a junior, so you do have him. So he's been around the system a little bit. Uh, but we, we, we'll see uh, what ends up happening. If they can get just average quarterback play, it doesn't have to be amazing. This team will be very well, do very well with N.O. Benjamin. Obviously, really talented. Uh, so, and I think, I think he, like I said, he's going to be carrying the ball. He's going to be throwing to. Uh, I kind of, I kind of liken him, watching him to Bryce Love. Uh, how explosive he is! How how what he can do in 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 the open field. So there's there's my Arizona State preview. Uh, a lot of things are, are are looking up for the Sun Devils. I think again it will take it will be interesting to see, you know, two three years down the line where Herm Edwards is at, where this this uh, this university is at, where the program's at. You know, like I said, two three years down the line. But I, I again, I think they have another winning season. I think they get to a bowl game. Uh, I think they develop their their quarterback, and and if he is as as legit as everyone says he is, you know, next year he's going to be coming back and he's going to be that much more of a talent. You know, Benjamin's just a junior, so you're looking at you bring it back and they're a legit threat in the Pac-12 South. Uh, I mean, this year as well. Again, I have them floating around that seven win mark. Uh, Vegas has them at seven and a half, so. Anyway, that is my take. So uh, I just want to thank Mrs. Gardner again for coming on the show. Uh, Again, uh, always happy to be able to talk. That's kind of my Pac-12 preview for Arizona State. Uh, we're going to be working working with uh, we're working with Arizona, uh, Arizona State's rivals, and uh, UCLA to get a little bit of a preview for you guys uh, out there as I start covering the Pac-12. We'll probably be doing these on releasing these on Saturday, uh, calling them Pac-12 Saturdays. Don't really know yet. It depends on how many uh, I'm able to do as we are leading up to August, as I will be covering a lot of the Pac-12. Pac-12 will be the main focus in FBS. I don't want to be. I mean, FBS is so big. I'll be definitely talking specifically about the Pac-12 a lot uh, during the season, but uh, with, I'll also be covering the SES. We'll be getting as many coaches interviews as we can as coaches start to come back to campuses after their summer vacations. They report in July, so it will be uh, pretty easy to have them back once, well, get interviews once they are back, I believe, you know, they have their summer camps and everything, but they also get vacation days as well. So anyway, that has been Get the Vault Rolling. Follow us on all of our social media accounts. Uh, stay up to date with the latest news uh, and my takes. Uh, 
Anyway, so thank you again. I hope you guys have a wonderful week and keep the ball rolling.